Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Bravo Zulu Podcast, episode number 93. Uh, today, it's just me in the studio hanging out, having a little uh, a little sip of some uh, refreshing, hydrating liquid. <clears throat> and, you know, um, we're going to be getting into a little US, USNI article. All right, today's article is Serve First, Lead Second, Be Humble. By Captain Samson Stevens of the U.S. Coast Guard. What's up, U.S. Coast Guard? Uh, You know, patrolling the puddles, keeping us safe, making sure our boots don't get wet. Thank you for all you do. Uh, So let's get into uh, I kind of scanned through a little bit um, real quick. It's not too too long. I'll probably make it a lot longer. And, of course, it's late at night, so I'm tired. I'm yawning. I have not had a Red Bull, a Monster. A science or whatever a this or that nothing so i'm just going off a oh and i'm hiring a makeup person because i'm shiny it is hot in this garage everyone likes to talk about the san diego weather being so perfect it's not it's fucking hot still is it better than where you probably came from sure maybe it's not 120 where i come from and it's not minus 30 where you come from with snow in the winter but regardless it's hot in the garage let's get into it as Mark Twain often is reported, as have said, as have having said, can't read. History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. So it is with leadership principles, which tough, timeless, frequently tough, which tough. Oh, what, I can't read today, y'all. Which, though timeless, frequently are reinterpreted, reinvented, personalized, and reframed. Even so, they promote unity and organizational purpose form foundational values, and establish a common narrative and vision. Yeah, I often think that too, right? It's always the leadership stuff is always reinterpreted, reinvented, personalized to the person writing the damn book for this year, and then, you know, reframed and sold, okay? Um, My own leadership philosophy is simple, but its basic themes offer a framework for discussion. I've told this story countless times and have tell it again here in hopes that it will be of value. So anyone... In the Navy or anywhere, I'm sure, has heard something about being a servant leader, serving first, uh, leading, duh, and being humble. So it's not, again, like he said, it's not really a new take. It's just his his, his take. In uh, 2012, as a mid-grade commander, approached a fork of the road with a couple more years before becoming eligible for retirement. I had a numerous, I had, I had had numerous discussions with family and senior leaders to help me decide between a a last assignment in preparation for transition versus a challenging and uncomfortable path for which I had very little experience. Then, Rear Admiral William Dean Lee, commander of Coast Guard District 5, was one of those uh, who spent time to provide his perspectives on career, profession, service, family, and sacrifice. I wonder what a conversation like that is, right? Sitting down with a, a fucking Rear Admiral and asking them, I mean, part of that you would think, um, being that they're admiral, they've been doing it for so long that it, it's automatic given, right? That they're going to push you to go do more. You could achieve more, right? If you have that relationship with them, they're going to be thinking like, you can do it. You know, you're built for this. Go for it. Think about your family. Sure. But also look at all that's ahead for you and blah, blah, blah. Like I would think like if you're having that conversation with those people at that level, your mind is already made up, right? You're not in there wasting their time. Like, hey, Admiral, I wonder what you think I should do with my career, right? You're in there having that question 
just because you need more assurance from those people that you're doing the right thing. I would think, I don't know. Right. I, I just, I, like again, I don't think you're going to go in there wasting Admiral's time. Like, Hey man, you think I should stay in or get out? And he get, tells you all this shit. And then a, a year later, you're like, Hey, thanks for your time. But Ooh. there's the first John. Sorry. And you're like, Oh uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm getting out, but the great conversation we spent those two hours over having, right. But, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm retiring still. Um, among the countless nuggets of wisdom he conveyed, what he said at the conclusion of our visit had the most impact. He asked me to look at the nameplate on his desk and tell him what it said. Admiral, it says William Dean Lee. That's right, he replied. I had that nameplate for many years, and it's always been important to me that people see my name, just my name, not a title like Admiral, or position like district commander, but just the person. Now, Sam, please come back behind my desk and tell me what's written on the back. I wonder, like, I mean, that's how he said it went down. I wonder if it goes down like I read it, right? Like, if it was that kind of awkward, like, ha, I got you. Why don't you come back here and read it now, right? Like, <laughs> people are weird. That's funny. Uh, I got up, walked around, and read what was inscribed on the back. Sir first, lead second, be humble. Sam, that's the real reason I've kept that on my desk for so many years. As a constant reminder of why I do what I do. That's wild. I'm I like I have a thought like is that is that why really? Like I I don't think when people say that that's like actual real, right? A co- constant reminder of why I do what I do. Like, I mean, maybe I'm taking it too literal, right? Like serving first, leading second, being humble. That's why you do what you do. You know, maybe, you know, a lot of people say like uh, the next generation or the, the future sailor or, or whatever branch you're in, right? Um, a lot of those higher ups will be like, oh, it's them, you know, it's about them and training them and, and getting them ready. So then why wouldn't you put on the back of your nameplate? And this isn't just as admiral, like sailor or sailors, right? That's why you do what you do. That's why you're serving first, leading second, being humble. Because of the sailors. Or, you know, as we've talked on here a lot, you know, a picture of your family. Because you need to pay the bills. And that job gets those bills paid. Right? That service to your country, that first and 15th check, the promotions provide more financial stability enabling you to take care of your family. I don't know. Why wouldn't that be on there? So, again, like, maybe, maybe uh, what was inscribed on the back, constant reminder of why I do what I do, maybe it's a constant reminder to how to do what you're doing. I think that fits a little bit better, right? Like, because you have your whys, and then, like, okay, enabling to take care of sailors, to provide for families, to do all that. How am I going to do that in the best situation or the best way enabling myself to provide for that? That, you know what I mean? The why, the actual why. This is more of like a how when I read this, right? How do I do this? By serving first, leading second, being humble. Why? Because Mikey wants some new Hot Wheels. Because Princess Penelope wants more princess stuff. The how, as this admiral says, 
Serve first, lead second, be humble. Uh, Sam, that's the real reason I've kept that on my desk for, oh, I said that. The influence this meeting had on me was profound. The event is as clear to me today as it was 10 years ago, and it became the Polaris that guided me through four more tours, each of which presented me with increasingly challenging and complex leadership tests. My family and I moved from the East Coast to the West, where I spent three years at XO uh, there. I'm skip through some of this shit because I'm tired. Oh, excuse me. Um, I cannot count the number of times I have intoned these three core elements in response to the most mundane, to the most challenging leadership scenarios. And then he lists a bunch of scenarios, right? Um, that he, I, I guess, as he would come across him, he'd be like, hold on, stop. I need to serve first, lead, and be humble, right? Um, I came up with a strategic idea, not her. Who cares? How am I going to lead this command through this pandemic? And so, like, after each one of these, I would I would think, like, the admiral, he went back to his mantra, right? Or or this, uh, not the admiral, this is the commander or whatever, right? Um, I worked on that stakeholder engagement plan for six weeks, and now it's been canceled. Hold on. Sir, first, lead, be humble. And then, you know, he centers himself and keeps going. With the privilege and honor to be appointed uh, to my own command in 2020, the time came to develop the guiding principles that would characterize my leadership, team's priorities, focus, and conduct. I was unable to articulate a more compelling and succinct, oh, that's a big word, sorry, philosophy than what Admiral Lee had offered me so many years ago. Just as he has continued to guide, mentor, and lead countless men and women since his retirement, so do the timeless principles engraved on his nameplate. All right, so what we got is uh, service first, or serve first. Service is not unique to the armed forces. Firefighters, law enforcement personnel, medical health, professionals, first responders, emergency managers, public servants, all serve first. What's a public servant? You talking about politicians as a public servant? You talking about uh, my councilman, my my fucking board advisor person of Chula? As some, look. As some, there has to be a line in here, right? Or multiple lines that group these people together. Okay, I'm not grouping my service and sacrifice with their service and sacrifice. I'm not saying they don't serve and sacrifice. I'm saying they serve and sacrifice different shit. Okay, public servants, fucking name one, and I, I don't want them standing next to me. Okay. They're not the ones going out there on the fucking ship. They're not sacrificing that, right? They go downtown to your local city or whatever and the municipality and, and check in and check out, and that's that, okay? Uh, I guess by definition, they're serving the community, but if you look around your community, you know, at least here, like, they could be doing a hell of a lot better job as well as most services, Right? But while the uh, surfer, but while the ways we serve and the reasons we do it may differ, yes. Again, going back to the why, right? Not the how. The commonality is putting something or someone above self. Uh, so again, going back to some of his people that serve. I, I like I, this is one of the biggest things: mission, country, community, command, or organization, people, stakeholders, or partners. Like, yes, m mission, right, country, you could ask sailors all up and down the fucking fleet, 
why they joined. They're not saying to defend their country. I've asked so many in my career, and I've only gotten the answer like two or three times, right? Maybe a little bit more. But specifically, like, for war to defend the country and fucking fight people, maybe a little bit more. I might be exaggerating two or three, but, like, the standard blanket answer to travel for and to go to college, which we often say, like, well, this isn't fucking college. If you wanted to go to college, you should have went to college because we've got shit to do here, right? we got that mission to accomplish, okay? Um, country community, again, public serving community shit, that's not the same. Not the same. Okay, this isn't 1776 where you're joining the uh, uh, the rebels, right? The uh, revolution, your guerrilla warfares that are just coming, you know, or that are just dudes off the off the block going to fight, right? Your uh, uh, militia, right? To defend your community against the redcoats. That's not that. Okay, this is your community of the person that again goes downtown, checks in, checks out. Don't 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 block us up in the same. That's not a hit on like dude writing it as sounds like it, but like I'm just saying, like when I read this, that's something else. That stands apart. Command organization people, stakeholders. All right, stakeholders. Again, like yeah, but why would like I think stakeholders, I'm thinking like stock people that own stock and companies. Yeah, you're serving them because you need to make them money, so your decisions are monetary based to make them money. That's not the same shit as me and everyone that I be working with. So don't fucking group us together, right? I think he could just left some of this shit out. Some of those people, right? You could left that mission country command organization people. You skip the community stakeholders, partners. Just my opinion. You watching, drop down in the comments. Let me know what you think. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe and hit the notification bell. Ding. A career in the armed forces is a, is a purposeful and voluntary act, but the path is frequently challenging. Yep. Serving first demands a strong work ethic and commitment to excellence, unwavering prof professionalism, a constant pursuit of challenges and willingness to embrace mistakes as a path to continual learning. What? I mean, I get, I don't know. Serving the serving first demands a strong, so saying serving first demands all of that. A constant pursuit of challenges. Every day's a fucking challenge. You ain't got to chase it down. The challenge is gonna find you. You ain't got to chase it down. It'll be there for you, right? I, I mean, uh, that's the biggest one that sticks out there, right? Willingness and embrace mistakes, of course. Path of continual learning. Service is sustained by a desire to work collaboratively and earn and maintain the trust and confidence of those you lead. Sincere care for your people and their families creates bonds and organization esprit de corps that will withstand the most difficult challenges. Most importantly, our families also wear the cloth of our nation and it's through them that we succeed. Yes. I always have a problem with like since sincere care for your people yes and their families like we care about their families but how many people really care how do you show that right how many people leaders out there are constantly every day stepping out of the the white ivory tower right or behind the desk getting out and like actually know their sailors families 
and what is going on with him this week or whatever, right? I think it's far and few between. And and what and the drive factor here like that that hits me is like the Chiefs are supposed to know that. The officers are should know it too, but often lack further behind than the Chiefs. Not saying that the Chiefs do know it all the time either. Right? I'm saying if 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 the Chiefs know it, the officers know know less. If the Chiefs know less, like know know very little, the officers are gonna know even less. Right? So it's like what are you as the chief and then as the officer like really going it and nailing it down? Or is it like you, you pretend like you know because something came across your, an issue came across your desk, right? And from that issue, you learned. And so now you're not really tracking their family condition or status. What you're really tracking is the issue because the issue it is what's going to get you in trouble. The issue is what's going to cause more paperwork for you so you're not tracking their them or their family right you're tracking the issue and it's not that that issue doesn't need to be tracked and you need to help out into your part as a servant leader part but it's the family isn't really your priority the real priority you're doing you're just it is yourself and you're just covering it up with a with a real thin veil of oh no i really know what's going on i i got it like i'm looking out for them no and and sailors now today can tell more than fucking ever that 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 shit is fake and they just read through it i would like to think i could read through that shit today sailor way better than i ever was at piercing that thin ass fucking fake veil and, and knowing what's up all right and our families also wear the cloth of the nation and through it then we succeed yes duh lead second from the first day we pledged to support and defend the Constitution, we are leaders. And from the most junior to the most senior, we never stop being leaders. Senior to subordinate leadership is the most conventional framework and easiest to identify, but it might not always be the most effective or impactful. More often, leadership involves peer-to-peer relationships alongside our colleagues or leading up by repre- presenting seniors new ideas or providing them with candid feedback or leading collaboratively within the joint and interagency operational world among those over whom we have no organizational or positional power. Well, isn't that even easier, right? When you're leading in a joint environment or an environment like that where you have no organizational or positional power, because isn't that the most humbling? Because you can't rely on, you know, the little, the little anchor devices or, or, or your, your, your leaf or whatever. Because this shit don't matter, right? At that point, it doesn't matter. You can't throw it out there and be like, boom, big stick on the table. That's what I said. That's what's happening. Why? Everyone's going to look at you and be like, uh, we don't do that here. Okay. That doesn't work. And then that's where, like, you often find your ass out the door doing something else because you're unable to work or lead just yourself within those interagency or joint places, right? And like, hey, I've never worked in one. You tell me if you have and what it's like. But I I would imagine working in the places that I have and some close to it like that, it it just doesn't work like that, right? Um, Each of us leads by demonstrating, excuse me, civil and respectful discourse 
by showing moral and ethical courage, by promoting fairness and respect across diverse workforce, by ensuring accountability across our organizations and services, and by generating hope and hope and positivity, even amid the most adverse circumstances. In other words, it's not only what we do, but how we do it. And our actions are guided by unwavering integrity and character. They hopefully will inspire crews long past our leadership assignments. Maybe. Let's see. Um, showing more ethical care by promoting fairness. That's a, this is like a lot of catchy, buzzy words to me in here, right? This is all right. And by generating hope and positivity, even amid the most adverse circumstances. Mm. Gut reaction? This isn't Star Wars. Okay. We don't need hope. Right? Positivity? Yeah, we'll take that all day. Junior sailors will take that all day. Right? But we don't want to hear hope. I hope we get out of here by 1400. I don't think junior sailors want to hear that shit. Hope. What a, what? No, that's a different word. Um, they want to just know the fucking truth. Hey, we're not leaving this bitch until 1530. Hey, it's going to be a long night. I don't know when we're going home, but we need to get the work done. There's a lot here. Here's the whole working list. And then let's see what happens. Right. They, they're again, they're, they're smarter and they're more, more advanced than we were at their place, you know, 15 years ago. Right. Yeah, we thought, oh, oh, man, maybe it's just me, too. Oh, we hoping we're about to get out of here. Maybe some of the old heads already knew that was stupid to be hoping like that. And maybe that's where I'm at now, right? It's like, you can't be hoping like that, right? Generate that hope. Man, that's that's like, it feels like we're telling them, like, hey, we need to lie to them to generate a hope of something that still might not happen. So if we generate that hope and it doesn't happen, they're going to stop hoping. And then they're just <laughs> morale done. That's where you get the, the uh, well, shit, we're going to be here anyway, so might as well not do anything. Right? Um, uh, oh, hey, we're hoping to get out here if, if we do this and that. So, you know, we got this in the schedule. Okay, well, since we hoping and that's what the schedule is, I guess I'll just wait till the schedule starts. Right? You put shit out in the schedule that says, hey, this starts at this time. People ain't doing it until that time. Because there's no hope in getting out of there before that. Right? They'll be like, nah. Why would, oh, you telling me we, we hoping on shit, but it says right here on the POD that it, we ain't going nowhere until this is done, and this is being done between this time and that time. So I have no hopes on getting out of here before that and that's where you get people to come in and be like yeah see that's the wrong attitude if if you would just do it then you'd put the leadership in the position to get you out of there earlier Mm, then why put it in the pod at all why not just put it out to the to uh, word of mouth that as soon as this is done and someone walks in and inspects it we'll be done you don't have to put in pod put in pod sailor see it say that's the plan I'm not moving into that plan is executed accordingly. <clears throat> Each of us leads by demonstrating civil and respectful discourse. Wait, I said that. Be humble. Ooh, uh, people's favorite one to talk about me. 
Ego and humility are antipodes, podes or pods, podes, in the spectrum of leadership. But one cannot exist without the other. Kind of like a love and marriage, right? E, that's a, that's a, uh, you know, like a Easter egg for, you know, uh, Married with Children. Great show. Holler, fucking Ted Bundy. <laughs> classic. Christina Applegate. Classic. Opeg. Classic. Well, what was the son's name? Let me know what the son's name was. And uh, married with children. Let me know in the comments. <laughs> All right, but <laughs> ego is the source of drive, professional ambition, courage, confidence, and decisiveness. So when people say you're you got an ego, it sounds like it's not that bad of a thing, right? Source of drive, professional ambition, courage, confidence, decisiveness. Pretty good fucking little adjectives, if that's what they are to me, right? Maybe they're I don't know some other English word I don't know. Right? All good. But left unbridled, it can quickly transform into toxic, selfish, self-aggrandizing, and closed-minded behavior. Even the best leaders can forget the reasons for their service and lose sight of the people, not who serve them, but who they serve. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Right? They could get everyone. But, you know, it goes like even the best leaders forget the reasons for So going back to what the admiral said when he said, when he showed him the back of the nameplate and it said, serve first, lead, be humble. That's why he keeps doing it. Again, I disagree. That's why it's how he keeps doing it. And I think that kind of is backed up by saying even the best leaders can forget the reasons for their service. That's the reason is the why. I think. So that doesn't go with the rest of this paragraph, right? The why could be your family. The why could be the paycheck. The why could be the bennies, all that. But how you're doing that, if the ego is unbridled or left unbridled and is getting unchecked, right, and it is, it's running amok and it's taking over, the how has been lost when you're looking at this admiral and this commander's uh, uh, way of how they did it, right? The serve first, lead, be humble, the how is being disrupted, not the why, not the reasons, right? You could be that toxic motherfucker, that selfish, self-aggrandizing, closed-minded behavior and still know you're still doing it for your family, for the why, right? There's plenty of them out there. People know them, leaders, that the why is to make the next rank and they fall into this category, right? But their why is still there. Their why is still relevant to them. But the how they're doing it, it's it's lost, right? It's lost. And uh, I had another thought on that, but I lost it. Oh. Yo, sorry. Um, nope, I lost it again. There's something about, like, the, the uh, ego part, right? It's like you can even have that ego for all those positive reasons, and then it, it can not mesh well or jive with other people's how and why and it could become a problem for them it's not a problem for you right because you yourself you you have your why you have your how and to you they're going good right and i'm not saying the how has to be exactly what we're reading about but you know the why and how is yours and they mesh well and they, and they go well together 
And let, let's take out that it's not even toxic or anything, right? That or no one has told you that it is so far, right? So then everything, the ego and humility to you are checking out, but now it runs across somebody else's why and their how, and they don't like it, right? Because someone might be out there saying, well, my why is for defense of fucking nation and this and that. Because they've been in for 20 plus years and they just love this shit and they could do it for their whole life if fucking, you know, Uncle Sam would let them. But then you get a younger cat who's like, well, no, like, that's not my why. My why is because um, I came from a a horrible childhood. I want to go to school. This was the best chance to get benefits to go to school. This isn't for me. I don't like my rate. And then you get the old, why don't you like your fucking rate? I love our rate, right? So now you have this clashing of someone's why and how versus somebody else's. And who do you think wins that? Right? And not a win like um, like over the other person, right? But maybe the junior person gets out and, and they feel like they won. And maybe that senior person feels like that person leaving is a win for them because we didn't need people like that anyways. You know, something to think about. The antidotes for unbridled ego are simple but require genuine vulnerability. Seek out, learn to accept, and then act on feedback derived from formal and informal mechanisms. How often do you conclude <clears throat> conclude providing feedback to subordinates by seeking the same from them? At first, it might be uncomfortable, and they might even decline your invitation. But over time, candid, unvarnished feedback is the stuff of personal and professional growth. I do that. Contrary to people's beliefs. I'm often asking my sailors questions like that. What did you think about this? How did, how, how, when I did it this way, what did you think? How, when it was handled like that, how would you have handled it? <sighs> Sorry, there's a fly. Um, right? Because I want their feedback. I have, I have very few sailors, but different sailors. I'm okay with them, and it's it's not just learning for me. It's learning for them, so when they get to the position of where they want to be at in this career or otherwise, they know how to give that feedback. You know what's one of the worst things is when people, like, fucking interview or senior people or whatever, like, anyone got any questions? And 30 minutes before that person walked through that fucking door, everyone had plenty to bitch about. But now that person walks through the door... And everyone wants to sit there. Oh, no, 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 ma'am. Nope, we're good here. Everything's fine. Everything's good. We're perfect. Everything, we're very happy. I just look around like, y'all, y'all really ain't got, yo, hey, y'all re- over there. Y'all really ain't got shit to say now? Y'all really ain't got shit to, well, hold on, because I got some shit to say. Let me raise my hand. Because I got questions. I got feedback. And if we don't teach Junior workers, no matter what field you're in, right? Civilian areas, military areas, whatever. How to give that feedback, right? Smartly, respectfully, tactfully, right? But complete feedback, not just the bitching and griping, but the feedback with the solutions, the feedback with the ways forward, right? In a total picture, then they're, they're going to be one of those people sitting in the room. Oh, no, we're all good over here. We have nothing. Shit, fuck out of here, man. Say something. What are they going to do? 
are they going to do? Tell you not to say anything? I don't like that question, right? Put people, put people who who write shit like this. I don't shit mean shit in a bad way, but serve, lead, be humble. Ask those people questions, right? Put them in the position to provide you answers. Because then you start seeing how people are really going to respond, right? Um, how, are they really concerned for your family? Like, oh, man, that's a fly, man. Oh, get away. That thing big enough to eat me. All right. <clears throat> I got the back door open because it was hot. But over time, can environment feedback and professional growth? Yes. Again, it's about that juniors getting that professional growth, right? Not just yourself. You teach them. Maintain intellectual curiosity. Admit knowledge. Admit when you do not know, and remember that the higher you climb the mountain of knowledge, the grander your vistas of ignorance. That's why I don't climb mountains of knowledge. I stay, like, not in the valleys, but just, like, on the molehills, right? Just on the little hills. You get a little bit of sight, but there's those people up there, right? I tell people all the time, I'm not the smartest LS. I might be the best, but I'm not the smartest. It's a joke, y'all. Chill out. Uh, y'all can't even take a joke nowadays maintain intellectual curiosity admit when you do not know and remember the oh, okay i read that how uh, hold fast to basics such as saying please thank you and i'm sorry those are called the basics of manners and treating other people with respect like fuck man you don't got that shit you might need to move back into your mom and dad's house shine the spotlight on your people for their accomplishments yeah admit your mistakes and be kind to good people the list is long but surprisingly difficult to execute. A leader's duty. Last one. Trust in and trust in and public. Oh, trust in and public expectations for the armed forces remain higher than most any other organization in the country. But the manners of our profession will continue to be tested and strained in today's challenging times by both external threats to our country and divisions within our society. True statement. The country needs leadership and public servants more than ever. Mm. Again, just the public servants thing really hits politicians to me. I don't know about you. You let me know. But when I hear public service, I'm a little triggered. And I think politicians and we don't need more fucking politicians. Okay. We don't. We we don't. We need actual public servants, not politicians. But I'm reading it and, and it triggers me to think the same thing. I believe in incul- inculcating. Inculcating? Inculcating? The three bases of service, leadership, and humility into our organizational frameworks will provide much needed reinforcement to our nation and people we serve. Okay, yep, that's it. That's all I got, y'all. Um, yeah, we uh, we still going. <clears throat> we we're a little um a little slow on the episodes. A lot of stuff going on around the house. Uh, real busy with uh, work schedule. We got some underway time coming up soon. We'll be out doing that. So we're getting back into the rhythm of things. Um, unfortunately, in January, uh, I will be on deployment sometime. How I'm going to get episodes out, I don't know. Stay tuned. That might just go back to full audio. Um, I'm not really sure if I'm going to be trying to take all the gear, where I'm going. Yeah, y'all know. If you listen and, and you in any military branch, y'all know how it is. Uh, it's going to be tough. Might be able to work something out. We'll see. Um, but until then... You know, just stay tuned. Uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, appreciate you. Don't forget, give me the finger. All right. Uh, leave a comment down below. Let me know what you think about some of this stuff. The link of this article will be in the description in the show notes. We're streaming everywhere you listen to your podcast. All right. And uh, cool. 
That's it, man. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit anchor.fm backslash Bravazoo podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of myself, Joshua Moore, and the individuals involved that do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us. Thank <laughs> you.